I feel always like this huge big women surrounded with these little tantra elves and I feel <laughs> not feminine enough and I feel not pretty enough mm. and being surrounded with people who are really they're feminine mm. and flowing and talking about all these you know really feminine things it was so triggering for me in the beginning and I start comparing myself all the time and mm. I felt always like you know the big giant completely masculine woman in comparison that also taught me to just actually that I had to embrace my femininity way, way better. Welcome to the Feminine Way podcast. My name is Dika and I'm a Tantra teacher. I'm on a mission to make Tantra and Tantric wisdom modern and down to earth. And I support and work with feminine leaders and entrepreneurs to use this wisdom in their daily lives, relationships and businesses to activate more love, intimacy and pleasure. In this episode, I have a deep dive conversation with Celine on her experience with Tantra retreats. She explains what she loves so much about Tantra and how it changed her life and supports her business. Besides that, she shares the Tantra tools that she used to overcome the shock of her recent divorce. And we dive into the topic of healing sexual trauma, feeling safe in your body and reclaiming your pleasure. So I would say grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Welcome, Celine, to a new podcast episode. I'm like super excited to be interviewing you today on the topic of Tantra. But just to introduce you to the people that don't know you, because many Dutch people most likely will know you or that follow me as well. But for those that don't, basically, Celine, I think you're 35 years old. Yes. <laughs> and she has her own business called Sea Academy. She's an amazing entrepreneur. I remember like I found you on Instagram. But I am super happy also we're doing this in English because I have so many friends and people from all over the world that I always keep talking about you or things that I learned from you specifically, which is my story game. That's how I call it. And many friends call it. Like, You're so amazing at doing stories. And I'm like, well, there's one woman that I got that taught from to create online businesses and to just make a shit ton of money doing that, because I believe you are a self-made millionaire. Within a few years, we're able to really go next level with your online courses finally like you're creating content in english and i'm always like getting for my friends to be like now it's your time to, to learn from her and of course also the concept of the instagram course that was at some point really famous in the netherlands but internationally people were like wow this is an amazing idea too and where did you get that from well this is that woman so Thank you for being here today. <laughs> an amazing, sweet introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> you follow my course on story making. Yeah. yeah. I don't really have anything to add. I love being an entrepreneur. I discovered it six years ago. And from that moment on, I've been starting to teach because with everything that I discover about entrepreneurship and how to make money, I think one of my biggest things that I want to teach others is just how to shine and how to bring their voice. And yeah, I just got really happy of teaching other people stuff and it's really nice to be able to have that as a company right now amazing we indeed yes. met each other really shortly also in real life in bali but can you introduce yourself for the people who follow me because all i actually know about you i follow you online that you are an mm -hmm. amazing tantra teacher right you're giving yes and when I think of you, I think of oozing out a lot of positive and happy vibes and a lot of dancing and a lot of jokes on your Instagram. <laughs> so I really like your Instagram. 
but what do yeah. you do? Yeah, it's a really good question. What do I do every day? Well, I do really enjoy life and have a lot of fun and dance a lot. But yeah, my main focus, something I've been diving into over the past few years is Tantra. I have a background in innovation management. That's where I got my master's in. But instead of deciding to innovate big corporates and chasing a corporate career, which I was totally set on, I ended up going backpacking and from there, basically never returning back to the Netherlands, but moving to Bali. For a phase, I started teaching naked yoga and that led me on a path of, yeah, really diving into the world of sacred sexuality, Tantra, but also just a lot of feminine teachings on embracing your cycle and just basic things. I'm always like, so confused about that we didn't get that taught uh, right. in school where I'm like, this is just normal human stuff. It's not really spiritual or tantric or out there or too crazy. It's pretty normal things that we somehow missed in education and from there I got inspired to start sharing that with women so I mainly work with women and since like two and a half years I got together with my partner and from there we've been studying it a lot how to do conscious relating and just bring a lot of tantra teachings and tools into our relationship which has completely transformed the way I look at relationships and how I feel a relationship could be and so that's also where we're heading now teaching more and more about relationships and Tantra as the main wisdom and inspiration for that. Right. And that's basically also the topic for today's podcast, because yeah. I do know that you've been also diving into Tantra in your own ways and been to retreats. And that's basically also how we briefly met, because it's my partner, actually, that was teaching dance classes at that retreat you were in in Bali, I think about two years ago already. Mm -hmm. And I remember just showing up that evening because there was a party, but I believe actually the first time I saw you, you were dressed as a man or dressed oh. up as a guy. <laughs> Yeah, there was this exercise <laughs> that you had to dress up like a guy and bring out like the opposite inside. <laughs> yeah, and perform a dance in the middle of the group. And the group was, I think, 30 people or something like that. And that yeah. is immediately one of the reasons why I go to retreats like that is so far out of my comfort zone to be dancing <laughs> in the middle of a group <laughs> by myself. Um, but yeah, that's how we met. That's true. It was in Bali, I think two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so basically my first question, now we're started this topic of Tantra, like what does Tantra mean to you? And like, how would you explain Tantra to other people? Just in your own words, from your own experience. I discovered it when I was 28 or 29. I came out of a long relationship and I felt the need to uh, explore more in that way. And I was a little bit curious about it. Because I'm pretty open about me going to Tantra retreats, people somehow always assume that I'm really into the community and I'm really good at it. I'm not at all. I'm always feel a little <laughs> bit like the outsider and a little bit, you know, like really at the beginning stages. And for me, how I define Tantra is just a more energetic, wholesome way of looking at sex than the way that I looked at sex and intimacy before. So when I was 28, I was still pretty programmed in the whole sex is something you know you never get taught sex of how to do it <laughs> so i was more programmed by i think what i've seen in porn i think what i've done with like ex-boyfriends and that was my really small world of this is what sex is and then i discovered tantra and i discovered that you can just think of sex as a part of you instead of something that you do it was a, a, a big aha moment for me it actually 
something that's inside me. I saw it a little mm. bit like a sport almost. Like, okay, it's sexy time now and I'm gonna perform sex. <laughs> and when I discovered Tantra, I'm like, oh, it's something that's inside you and you bring out of you. Mm. And I love the idea that it is more energetic. It's more about energetic boundaries, playing around with energetics. So, but I'm not at all a Tantra teacher kind of uh, don't know even much about it so i love diving into it because it teaches me so much and it brings me out of my comfort zone immediately to be like <laughs> people are really into tantra love it it's a very brave step and so you dove straight away into groups I'm curious actually like where and how did you start because this is always a question i get asked where do i start how do i start tell a bit more about how you started uh, besides the groups because i thought <laughs> i'm gonna just start with you know i'm gonna go to a tantra workshop somewhere and i found on the internet and website that they had a tantra festival some really light stuff somewhere in sweden and i wanted to sign up for that but somehow the dates didn't work out and i was browsing that website and i found and a week later, something related to sexuality and Tantra. And I was like, oh, I these dates work out. And that was Ista. You must have heard of Ista, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Ista is an, <laughs> it's pretty hardcore Tantra, or yeah. I don't even know if you can really call it Tantra. They organize camps all over the world, and I call it sex camps, usually. <laughs> A lot of Tantra teachers go to Ista, and I thought when I signed up for that, oh, it's going to be something we're going to breathe and we're going to do exercises. But when I arrived at Ista and we had our first introduction, there were 60 or 70 people in a big group, and it was in Sweden, in the middle of nowhere. And after the introduction, <laughs> The teacher said, all right, you must all be wondering when the naked part starts, when we're all getting naked. That is now. And I laughed, but I was the only <laughs> one laughing because I, I thought it was a joke. But then <laughs> everyone <laughs> starts stripping their clothes off. And I was, oh my God, what did I sign up for? People are getting naked. And I was raised pretty... You know, I would never be naked in public. I didn't even go to saunas. And the first exercise on that Tantra retreat was that you were divided into small groups. And I was in a group with only older guys. And then you have to strip yourself completely naked and let your body talk. <laughs> so they asked me, what do you think of your body? Or what do your breasts say? Or what does your pussy say? And I was like trembling of fear. <laughs> but I saw everyone around me do that. And I think just the group pressure felt like too much. <laughs> I was just like stripping myself naked, talking about my body. And it felt amazing. I was like, oh my God, this is such a relief. This is such a different way of looking at, at nudity and from that moment on the week it was a week long also just with every day it was more out of my comfort zone and weirder shit happening and that was my first introduction and after that <laughs> i spoke to a lot of people and they're like whoa you went to that is pretty hardcore <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was my introduction and after that i went to more retreats so i usually went up for one or two retreats a year usually to go to so there was no like books that you read before or no. like a cute instagram account you follow up before <laughs> it was like google and then it was like let's just go yeah that's a that's a big leap i love it i've personally never done ista i have a lot of friends and a lot of people that i know that that have done it well you already said it's a question if you can call that tantra yes or no tantra in general like we think of tantra it means sex and it definitely, I believe, has a lot to offer because, again, as you said, we were not taught anything about sex except for porn and maybe some ex-partners. So where do you search for information that is maybe a little bit more expansive, 
well, then Tantra pops up because it does offer a whole different perspective and just a lot of different tools and ways to look at sex and sexuality, which is for many people way more fulfilling, as you described as well. But basically, there's so much more to Tantra than just sex. And I'm curious if you've experienced that in these retreats, like were there aspects where or other topics that you felt like, hey, this was inspiring too and wasn't per se sex related. Yeah, totally. Because that's, of course, what you think immediately like, oh, she must go there and she has orgies every night. But I never have sex on those retreats. I've <laughs> never had sex on a Tantra retreat because for me, Tantra is really one of the biggest lessons I think I've learned uh, from the first day. And I keep practicing that with every Tantra retreat I go to is for me, sexuality and being around guys, uh, I'm heterosexual, so I'm attracted to guys, is always about like, what do I allow? Where are my boundaries? I was also always thinking of what don't I really like? What is my firm no? And the rest is okay. And I think Tantra really changed that into what do I really love? And the rest is a firm no. So instead of listening to my no, I was more listening to my, okay, what is my hell? Yes, this is amazing. Or this feels amazing with this person. And I think that is one of my biggest lessons when I think about Tantra. It's more a discovery of what I like and what energy I feel comfortable in and with who I feel comfortable in. One of the reasons why I like attending classes or retreats is it puts me in a group of people that maybe usually wouldn't really be in my life. I think I tend to have friends in the same age group. I tend to have friends in the same gender. I've got a lot of female friends also. And in a retreat, you're meeting people from all ages and all different paths of life and all different uh, backgrounds. And to do exercises and to do energetic work with people who you usually maybe wouldn't I gaze for an hour with or dance with so much. <laughs> that is also such a fun discovery that we're all human and that we're all having our own things and that you can connect in a very intimate and special way with people that in usual life you wouldn't really yeah, interact with so much. So that is also one of the things that I, I love about it so much. Was that answering your question? Yes, I, I love it because basically it leads into like, okay, how has Tantra changed your daily life, your relationship life and your business? So there's different aspects. I actually had a question also from someone, a follower, like, hey, how does Tantra help you as a business owner or as an entrepreneur? Has it inspired you in things in ways? Well, it gets me out of my head immediately. Like when you're having to crawl around like a tiger in a group of strange people, or if you have to sit in somebody's lap and breathe for 30 minutes, you're not able to be in your head. You have to be in your body. And it can be as a, an online entrepreneur, I'm behind my computer for days at end. And I'm mm. spending a lot of time on my phone, a lot of time on the internet. And in those weeks that I go to Tantra retreats, it's just a lot of aesthetic dancing. I have this special suitcase in my closet filled with uh, the clothes that I wear on those events. They're all <laughs> flowy and feminine. And I had to learn a lot of masculine traits in order to do business in the way that I do business, in order to come where I, I've come. And I'm not going to say that that's necessary, by the way, because I do think there is a really feminine way to do business and it's not necessary to always put your masculine out there. I did it with a lot of masculine energy and I also have a lot of masculine mm -hmm. energy in me. And those events, they bring out the more feminine part of me and you need it both. And for me, every week that I go into a Tantra retreat, it's a reminder of the feminine self. And I always feel like, oh, I should do it way more often. And then 
I kind of forget it after I come home. And then <laughs> half a year later, I'm like, okay, I need some Tantra in my life. I need to sign up for a retreat again. I love it. And so is there like a specific tool or anything that you use in your daily life or in like take with you from the retreat? Or is it just like the retreats that you go to and then you have your, your quick fix or are there some things that you've integrated also? What you said, it's obviously not only uh, about sex. It's a lot about how to uh, get to know your body and the tools that I've learned during Tantra retreats, for instance, when I'm scared or when I'm mad or whatever big emotions coming over me, I freeze. That is one of the reactions a lot of people mm. have. And I'm, I'm introvert anyway, so I'm, I'm not really loud. I'm not really out there. So whatever happens to me, I put everything in my body and I freeze. And one of the things that Tantra teach me in all, the, all these retreats is that you have to literally shake your body to get emotions out. So mm. I went through a divorce half a year ago and the shock and the sadness and the immense impact it had on my body i did a lot of the exercises of shaking in the living room or putting music on and start dancing wow. really hard or when i had to cry usually when i cry i try to stop myself crying as soon as possible and in tantra i actually learned that instead of just crying i'm gonna take a pillow i'm gonna bang my fist in the pillow and really try to actually make the emotion even bigger so my body is playing or my body is actually engaged with getting the emotion out and that is so valuable so i'm so grateful for that for those tools wow beautiful i feel you in that sense also what you went through but then how you're able to feel and move through it i think that's also where the real healing is because one of the special things about tantra is that it brings a lot of healing in a way it brings a lot of opportunity at least for it or tools that instead of having to can talk and understand everything it's like well sometimes you just need to feel something right. um yeah is there a special so, tool that you really love to teach when i work with women this is basically one of the core things we work on really at the beginning is learning to feel again because i really believe that's one of our feminine superpowers because you talk also a lot about like you follow your intuition well that comes basically from the ability to feel without feeling you can't follow there's nothing no intuition to feel or anything right. to go and start with like learning to, to feel learning to breathe and, to, and like these components as like movement breathing shaking you call this like breath movement sound the three keys to really connecting to your body and connecting to your feminine essence is to do them and using the body a lot, like becoming more aware of your body. But shaking is one of the most powerful things. To me, it's so, so logical now, like it never used to be. But when I look a lot at nature, I like though the teachings in Tantra the most that are really linked to getting to know your instinctual nature, your biology, and just almost more becoming an animal where you're saying like crawling around like a tiger on the floor. Like it sounds ridiculous. And in a way, I've definitely done something like that as well at Tantra retreats. But the power behind it is just really getting connected to this, this animal instinct, which has so much intuitive power. So you see it naturally shakes off the stress. It shakes off the adrenaline so it can actually calm down its nervous system. And so these things are naturally within ourselves. Like shock happens. Your system can take care of yourself if you allow it to. But like we're so contracted and so in our mind that it's like, no, that's weird. And I think Tantra and what you're describing also is it teaches you to get connected back to, to that primal nature that just knows always what to do. Uh, and it creates a whole different level of safety and comfort and just peace of mind that no matter what happens, you got yourself. Yes, it can be tough, but you can feel through it. You yeah. said so it's sound, breath and movement breath movement sound those yeah. three 
like like my clients that work with me I'll keep remembering every single session, breath, move, and sound. Um, in those components. For people to have one, that they found one thing easier than the other. So for instance, for me, sound was a really, like I never made any sound. Even when I was crying, mm -hmm. I wasn't making any sound. Always silent. And uh, my voice when I am sad or when I am angry to actually scream, that is for me the most hard. Like I can breathe, I mm -hmm. can shake, I can, <laughs> I can do all those things, but like make sound. It was a really hard one for me, but it actually yeah. is, that is one of the most bigger breakthroughs if I, if I could get sound out. Like it works really well. Yeah. I made a lot of like these will no noises when I'm really sad. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's been really helpful too. Yeah, powerful. Yeah, actually for me also personally, sound was one of the most difficult things. I remember like I had a massive block around sound. I have this specific memory where I went to my first like conscious sex party. That was my first experience. I thought that was Tantra. If I look back at it now, I know it wasn't Tantra. It was just a sex party, but more consciously without drugs and alcohol. But it was, it was a very powerful experience and I learned a lot from it. But one of the main triggers that came up that evening Like I remember at the beginning was fine. It was all guided and you had to do these fun exercises. But at some point it was just like, and now it's free space. You just do whatever you want. And I remember just so much sound, like people being spanked in one corner, people orgasming in that corner, people screaming and laughing there, people crying here. And it was so overwhelming. I remember just with my hands on my ears just being like, it was like a full moon or something outside. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing here? And then this sound that people made in like at the closing circle, they were like, mm, mm. and now I'm one of those people probably, but like back then, oh my God, it was so triggering. I'm like, why do people make so much sound? Just stop it. <laughs> so after that experience, I realized I had this, this block on sound and But I, I could trace it back to anywhere else in my life. Like I realized that I don't make sound, yes, in pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like I was faking orgasms and was keeping sound in, but also I wasn't actually speaking up for myself or for my truth anywhere else in life either. I could see it. Yeah. So unlocking my voice was a, a big one. Yeah. Well, and, and how do you go with it now? I do better. I'm still like, because now I know that it's such a thing for me, I'm really trying yeah. <laughs> to pay attention to it. One of the things you said, and that, that is one of the reasons why I also love to go to retreats and myself with a lot of people who are into Tantra is when I got triggered, it's usually always something that you have to work on yourself, right? It's a mirror and you don't get triggered. If you don't care, if it's not an issue in your life, you probably won't get triggered. So with knowing that whenever I get triggered, I always feel like, okay, what is it in me that now wants to murder these people because they do that? <laughs> like what's going on? I feel always like this huge, big women surrounded with these little Tantra elves and I feel not feminine enough and I feel not pretty enough. Mm. and being surrounded with people who are really they're feminine and flowing and talking about all these you know really feminine things it was so triggering for me in the beginning and i start comparing myself all the time and mm -hmm. i felt always like you know the big giant completely masculine woman in comparison that also taught me to just actually that i had to embrace my femininity way way better and it's inspiring now to me to see girls embracing their femininity in that way instead of me starting to be jealous or starting to compare myself mm. so 
it's every time that I go there in the first two or three days, it's so triggering for me and I get so <laughs> insecure and I get so annoyed mm. easily. And then after three days, I have this break point. And usually that's when I want to pack my bags and want to be gone. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to a five-star hotel. Fuck all this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay because this is, there is a lesson for me because I get so triggered. And, and then I... All of a sudden, usually after that break point, I start enjoying it, embracing it. But being surrounded with people who are way better in stuff or doing stuff so different than I used to do, that's also one of the reasons why I love Tantra so much. I'm surrounded with people who have skills and abilities and an energy that I would love to embrace a little bit better. So it's just like everyone around me is my coach at that moment. Beautiful. Yeah, and it, it takes... Uh that bravery to step out of your comfort zone, you know, and to be in a space where basically, you know, you're going to get triggered about a shit ton of things and then to still stick around. It's a big one. Well, and so, oh, yeah, continue. Yeah. Well, I wanted to say I, I created a life. I'm single right now. I have financial freedom. I'm always a little bit afraid that, that I become noxious or arrogant or that it, everything can go my way in my life, right? There's nobody I need to have discussions with and I have a team and in the end it's always what whatever I want is going to be done in my life. <laughs> and I'm so afraid of becoming a person that is just not going to be nice. For me, a week of just following weird orders and being surrounded <laughs> exercises that I don't feel like doing and listening and sitting and doing all these things for a week long that actually are completely out of my comfort zone. I think it's extremely healthy as a human to just bring yourself in environments where you have to do that and where you have to really be different than everything that you do in normal life. So that's a big reason for me to go to. Yeah, very humbling. I always try to put myself also in constantly new situations because otherwise you think you got everything figured out. But it's nice to have like this humbling experience of, oh, yeah, this is how it feels to learn something new and do something out of your comfort zone. It helps me also to relate better to my clients because you always share about that as well. I love that so openly on the things you're going through because that makes you so relatable and also be like, okay, whatever you teach, there's going to be people that feel also like completely new and like the story game, for example, I remember the, at the beginning, I was like, Oh, my God, this is so out of my comfort zone. And so scary. But then having someone that teaches you that but at the same time, also does their own transformation process and has their own doubts, but in a different field, like, yeah, it's very inspiring. Like, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> okay, a little bit about relationships and Tantra specifically, because I know you're single right now. I think that's how you got into Tantra. You came out of a relationship and then you were like, okay, I'm going to explore this sex thing, probably figure out what I'm not getting and why this is not working out. Right. Uh, you learned from that. Have you had after that connections or relationships and have you practiced Tantra together with a partner? No, I've never really been with a guy. So I've never, that was really into Tantra. So I've never really explored yeah. it with a partner like you have. And mm, that seems okay. amazing though. I would love to experience that because I think- yeah. It also starts with yourself. There's a lot of sexual trauma from my past and all of that. So there's so much that I also benefit from just, you know, being by myself and exploring it. But I think it's definitely fun to have a, a partner with you. Yeah, it gives a whole different feeling to it when you get to do with someone that you choose as a partner to to basically grow together in that moment, to really commit to like, hey, well, let's dive deep. Like some people also have like a tantric partner or pick someone that they, they're not in a committed relationship with per se, but it's powerful because then basically the whole retreat, you do it with 
all the exercises with that one person. And that gives it a whole different experience because in one way you do it with a lot of strangers and you learn from having constantly different people and imagine doing it with one person and you just dive deep and then getting to do a lot of processes and healing together as a couple is, yeah, it's different. Um, And in general, it feels a little bit more safe. Yeah. This is actually, oh, this is an interesting thing, like safety in general. How do you feel safe enough to go to these things? That's actually a good question, because looking back, I might have done some exercises with certain people that I'm now like, oh, I don't know if I would do that again. So Mm. with sexuality and with energy work with different people, uh, I often only learn afterwards, after the fact. I notice like, oh man, no, that went too far. I shouldn't have done that. And I think a big lesson for me is just detecting that earlier and earlier so at the first you know intuition hit that i'm like oh maybe i don't want to be as close to this person as i thought i would want to be or oh this feels a little bit weird just noticing those little signals of your body earlier is my biggest lesson now but there's definitely and that is unfortunately with sex i just learn after something happened that you're like oh that that didn't feel good i do think and feel that at every retreat where i went to that it's so safe to say no and it's one is so looking out for each other and your boundaries even like the ista that and that is pretty hardcore but you have to ask if you can hug somebody even if that's you know (laughs) if somebody doesn't want to hug then you don't give a hug and to really honor no from somebody i feel that's pretty central in tantra so it feels actually extremely Mm. safe for me way more safe than just going to a bar pick up a guy (laughs) being bad together and then you you know you're not conscious about it it's such a conscious activity i feel (laughs) yeah i love that yeah that's a big one okay just looking through some questions i got from followers and then we're going to wrap it up see if i missed anything specifically what has helped you heal the most for feeling like you have to perform with sex as trauma response this was a very specific question i'm not sure if you have anything to say on that yeah well that was i think listening to my oh this feels really good instead of my no so instead of that i would allow stuff because i feel like oh well i'm in bed together now and you know poor guy ate for dinner and he expects something and you know that i'm just trying to listen like oh what do i don't like i'm instead listening to what do i love and if you know if it's only kissing or if it's only a hug like that's good enough i can stop there and and that was for me really important to understand that your body is yours and it's not at that moment somebody else and i think a lot of people with sexual trauma and sexual abuse in their past they don't know that they never learned that because from a young age or maybe later in life Mm -hmm. somebody crossed those boundaries somebody took your body and you're then kind of in the habit of just giving your body and you know just how I did freeze and Mm. by taking back pleasure as a right and by taking back your body as yours that that was a really important one for me and I'm still learning that I'm still whenever I am intimate with somebody I'm still have to like literally tell myself that before going into the bed (laughs) or before going (laughs) you know uh, kissing somebody I'm like it's my choice it's not that that I now have to perform or or I'm his because we're in this sexual yeah and that performance piece is an interesting one not even I believe for just women but also for men just in general this comes from I guess porn because I used to fake orgasms all the time also from this pressure of like I need to perform or I don't want him to feel bad or I don't want to do it wrong but if I look back at it now it was like yeah it's so unnecessary what helped me in that also is just to come back to your body and actually feeling what you like and just staying close to 
pleasure instead of trying to have a goal of some sort right. that was a big one for me letting go of some sort of goal like it needs to look a certain way or needs to feel a certain way or yeah oh my god transformative okay and then it's, it's a fun one that follows up on that because you're saying like hey taking back my pleasure was the one thing that really helped me in that so person asked was the masturbation course that you did a something you can recommend so i believe this is one of your podcast episodes you tell stories or something you talked about following a, a masturbation online course or something oh, or what was that about masturbation <laughs> <laughs> I, it was in the time of covid and i couldn't go to retreats and then i found this online course and i'm like well let's do that <laughs> it was actually quite nice i still have a friend from that <laughs> course as i speak to so eye-opening and also when we talk about masturbation just such an intimate part that you don't see from other people and i've been in most tantra or you know weekends or retreats there's always this part that there is a masturbation moment so for two hours long well yeah <laughs> once I go to like so curious what retreats you all went to i'm like <laughs> i went twice to eastern i went to a festival <laughs> one time it was in israel on the top of a mountain in the middle of the desert and i think that was also eastern and some, some in sweden well anyway masturbation classes that you're literally in a big tent or something and everyone is underneath a blanket but doing masturbation <laughs> it is really eye-opening for me again like what sounds do people make or like just the, the pleasure people can have with their body and i don't experience it in that way so that was again like wow this is really eye-opening it's very different than you see in a movie of course and would I, would I recommend it? I would totally recommend everything around Tantra and sexuality because I think it's a part that indeed you don't get taught. So the only thing you know is from your ex-partners. And if you know, how mm. many partners do you have in your life? Like maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12, I think is, is a usual number for most people to have sex with. I have no idea actually, but you only know from those people. So they did certain things or have certain expectations. That's what you carry around too. So by opening yourself up to way more point of views and way more ways of doing things. It's just will always t teach you things and you get to know yourself better and you get to know your pleasure better. So I would recommend anything on this subject. <laughs> you just start with books. You don't have to go immediately like I did. Perfect. Into <laughs> so the masturbation course was a yes. It's funny, like never been in a masturbation circle. So it's like, it's, we have different experiences. Yeah. I would love for you to come at some point to like my teacher, Mananda Sarita's work, because yeah. I think one big piece, which I haven't heard you about is meditation, which is actually half of Tantra. One half is like the more feminine side of energy and feeling and emotions, but there's also a really big chunk of meditation and stillness and witnessing, um, well, which I think- there you go. I'm not, yeah, I should definitely come to uh, your class. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the part I missed somehow. <laughs> Well, there's always a chance. Yeah. Okay. I it's think so um talking to you. And yeah, for everyone who's listening and yeah. you know, your podcast followers know this, but mine might not. But if we want to follow you or hear more about you, where can we find you? So you can find me on Instagram at Dikaterville. So that is D-I-E-K-E-T-E-R-W-L. That's where I'm most active on my stories and things like that. And from there, you'll find my website and you can easily get in touch with me in many different ways. Email, WhatsApp. I actually have a circle WhatsApp group with a lot of women in there, which is beautiful. And um, yeah, but come follow me on Instagram. And I would say, just send me a message. I always love connecting to people personally as well. So um, yeah, send me a message there. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, thanks Amazing. so much for having me in your podcast. I really enjoyed it. I really love talking about this uh, subject so open. It's such an important thing. So thank you for your well, beautiful work also by, by doing this. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing because if people like you that dare to open up to it, that actually makes it like more plausible that people will, will take this step or at least are open to it or get to know it more. So I want to thank you as well for that. Yeah, for your bravery. Oh, Leading the front. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you, Celine. Thank you. Sending you so much love from Bali. Bye.